Good evening. Welcome to A Journey Through Into Awareness. We're here tonight, Judy and myself, Georgianne, Dr. Dow, and we're so happy to have you join us tonight. And as always, we just, my main purpose here is to touch upon issues and introduce them that maybe broaden your perspectives, your horizons, going beyond the small mind of the ego, right, that we all struggle with in our day-to-day -day life. I wish there was a way that you could call into us so that we could hear any questions you might have. Um, so before we begin, I just want to uh, mention a couple of things. Um, there might be some changes in the show going forward. Um, I, got, I have a new puppy and I'm going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus, but there will be um, some reruns run. And, you know, there's some shows that are really powerful. And I thought that it might be interesting to rerun them for you, um, you know, until we begin anew with some new material and way of presenting to you. I also want to mention that I have the opportunity of being on a show in October. I think it's the first or second week in October on Thursday at five o'clock. It is um, um, Frank About Health. And it's a great show, and I'm excited to be invited to be on it because it's a show about health on all different levels, holistic health, psychological, physical, spiritual, and all of those areas overlap and integrate, and we can't separate them. So it's a great show. He has good, good guests on and some really uh, great material that he shares, and he's a, he's a sweetie. So it's a good show. You might want to tune in and check him out. So tonight, uh, Judy and I thought that because um, we always have so many guests on introducing so many um, different topics about spirituality and um, psychology and wellness and God, that Judy and I would have a conversation tonight, having you join us. So you have a conversation within yourself and in your inner world while you're listening, um, what might come up for you as you're listening because, you know, Judy and I have our own struggles, just like everyone. And it is really in the struggles that we find ourselves in the depth of feeling that we might have towards situations that maybe have nothing to do with us, but all of a sudden they are uh, provoking, evoking different feelings and thoughts that we might not feel comfortable with. So I, and we invite you tonight to just pay attention to your inner dialogue um, as you listen. So, hi, Judy, my dear friend. Hey, Georgia, it's great to be here. It's always nice to see you. Always great to see you and be with you. So, um, that's why we entitled the show Everyday Awakenings, because it's really the everyday ordinary that triggers so much in us, because life can feel so boring and ordinary, and we become impatient and frustrated and agitated. Um, I got a new puppy. He's actually sleeping for one of the few times. So I'm not going to wake him up to show you, but I thought I would, but you will meet him. But he is an absolute cutie and he has the same color hair as George Ann. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I didn't plan it that way. It's so funny. Um, he, was, he was the only one left in the litter and I was happy to, to uh, have him. So, um, you know, my, I think I might've mentioned that my dog, um, Oscar had died. He was a, a Miki, and they're like a, a tiny little shaggy dog. And I just loved him so, so much. And he died. And 
Uh, it just really took a piece of my heart. So I got Simon and um, I picked him up yesterday. Judy, I, I know you know. And he, um, you know, it was a little rough. He's not potty trained and he's not trained. And I was starting to really feel upset that I made a mistake um, because it just felt like work. And I'm so much, I'm so busy as it is. And I work a lot. And I was starting to feel like I made a mistake and that I wanted to get rid of him. And then as I sat and reflected on that, it dawned on me that deep within myself, I had that feeling because that's how my parents felt towards me when things got tough, when they were raising me, really from a teenager on, that um, I was sort of a burden and um, I was a pain in the neck um, and they really couldn't wait to get rid of me. And I noticed that feeling from time to time coming up inside of me. And um, it makes sense that they felt that way because they were both somewhat orphans, um, you know, growing up in the 20s. So, um, you know, I noticed that about myself. And it's great when you can notice, um, you know, the pain, because if we can tolerate it and look at it and let it speak to us, it really comes bringing such gifts that we can use as stepping stones instead of stumbling blocks. And Georgianne, I think what you said is so important. I think the first step is awareness, awareness of where these feelings originated from. So you can start to let them go. Yes, absolutely. And that's why we named the show um, A Journey Through to Awareness, because in order for there to be any change, we always have to have the awareness of what is going on within ourselves and then sort of dissect it. But many times we don't want to do that because we're uncomfortable. But God calls us to do that because it's even in scripture, it says, go beyond the limits of the mind, go beyond the confines of the mind. And um, there's a lot of reasons for that. Anything mm -hmm. come up for you, Judy, as I was talking about that or anything you want to? Absolutely. You know, our, our childhood is such so important to who we become. Um, yes. It was interesting. My father thought I could do no wrong and that I could do anything. And I always grew up with that mentality that no matter what I set my mind to, I can do. And then on the other hand, my mother, she was very loving and she loved to joke. Since my brother and my sister were older, she loved to joke that, you know, um, my father wanted me, implying that I wasn't wanted. And that might not have been her intention. But Georgiana, as you mentioned, as children, sometimes we interpret things based on our limited ability to understand the world. Yes. Yes. Because as a child, we take everything in from a feeling state. We don't have the cognition to really understand. You know, zero to seven is when we're formed. And, um, you know, I said that for me, you know, I kind of grasped what was going on for them as I got older. But how we do one thing is how we do everything. So for them, for me to pick up that feeling and look at it as a teenager, that feeling was also introduced to me as a child, as a very young child, because again, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And we don't look at this and criticize our parents, you know, and think to ourselves, oh, you know, we're adults, we should have it together. It's not a matter of that. Everything we were brought up with from zero intrauterine to age seven, is like a blueprint, it lives within us, it's hardwired. And the more we become aware of what went on there, 
the more we have control over it. Otherwise, it really lives our life. We only live 10% consciously. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, I get to see that with my patients when they speak about their contemporary life, because we, we unpack um, what we do and how we feel and what we think in our contemporary life. And it's a clue, a portal into the opening of what's inside, because we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, Georgianne, one of the things that we were talking about recently, I do believe based on um, many of the clients that I see, is that many people have an underlying feeling of abandonment and not being enough. Yes. And that's an underlying thread that I see. And I think part of it goes back to a sense of abandonment from the creator. And the creator never abandons us, that I've known. And I know that you've had a beautiful experience as well. But because we don't always see and feel it in every moment, even though it's there, we feel the sense of abandonment that came from our origin. Yes, I think that's beautiful what you're saying. You know, what, what I'm thinking as you're talking about that, again, paying attention, is that I really, and I know, Judy, we, we feel the same on this, that this is not our home, this earth plane. You know, we come from God, we go back to God, we don't know what God is, God is mystery. Um, you know, my faith, our faith in Jesus walking the earth is a uh, physical manifestation, a glimpse of who God is um, because he loved the way God loves, the unconditional love, forgive them father for they know not what they do. But again, Christ isn't Jesus's last name. He is the Christ. Um, the Christ is God, the creator, as you speak of so beautifully, Judy, um, which always was and always will be um, with everyone and everything. So there's one God and there's no division. Um, but what comes to mind is because we don't come from here, um, we do, I know I can, feel like a little bit of a foreigner here as much as I feel at one with everyone. Um, you know, it, it, I, I, I miss, I, it's a missing, it's a sort of missing, a thirsting, a hunger for uh, more of that uh, elevated experience that I had where I met the Lord um, in, in that uh, experience I had in the first time ever in a Catholic church, believe it or not, um, after studying Hinduism and Buddhism and Judaism, um, but I'm not going to you know, I spoke about that story at the beginning when I first started a year ago on the station. But I, I think that because we come from God and God lives in us, we can access that place in us. But oh my gosh, that we can really feel sometimes that God is not there. And you know, Georgianne, I think part of the reason is, is I know for me, what I've discovered is that we are made in the image and likeness of the Creator. So when we judge other people, when we judge ourselves, when we feel that we're unworthy, we cause a separation from where we came from, and we cause a separation between us. Yes. Yes. And part of that, part of that yearning that you talked about is there's great joy in the reunion in remembering and understanding and embracing who we really are. Yes. That. Yes, I love that. 
and the collective consciousness. We don't think that what we do, what we think and what we say makes a difference on the planet and for all of us, but it does. There's a collective consciousness in which we all live and everything we think, say, um, reverberates out energetically into each other and into the world. So it's really important to do our inner work, right? Mm -hmm. So on that note, we're gonna take a brief break. I'm Dr. George Andow, Judy and I are here together tonight on a journey through to awareness. Thanks for joining us, we'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. back to a journey through into awareness. Judy and I are here with you having a wonderful discussion about our inner world. And, and, and we have a special guest. So Oscar, uh, not Oscar, Simon <laughs> just made a special appearance and I'm sure Oscar is here as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. I called him Oscar three times yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, our pets, especially our dogs, teach us so much about unconditional love. Oh my gosh, do they ever. And I, uh, when I was having those feelings about Simon, my new puppy, about this is so much work, I can't believe it, you know, maybe I should not, maybe I shouldn't have gotten him. And, and looking at that, I realized, wow, you know, I really don't know how to love. Because love is endurance. Love is really enduring everything not just the good times 
And, you know, Scott Peck wrote a book a long time ago. I think I read it in the 70s, A Road Less Traveled. And he starts the book with, life is difficult. And myself and my colleagues many times have spoken about and sort of argued about, well, that's a state of consciousness, you know, life isn't difficult, it can only, you know, uh, it's only difficult if you tell yourself it's difficult. And um, I, I just wanted to address this a little bit because um, that's only partially true, in my opinion, that if you look at history and you look at everyone's lives, including the saints, including Jesus, Life is difficult. And it's mainly because of our consciousness and our lack of capacity. No, I'm sorry. Our lack of choice to choose to love. That we hang on to grudges. We hang on to hurt feelings. And it disenables us to really love and act loving. And we want to flee. And, uh, you know, get out of there. Many ways people don't do that. They stay and they become passive aggressive um, and all different ways of um, showing up with a little hostility or a lot of hostility. Mm -hmm. And, so, you know, jo Georgia and I have two children and there were times when I thought I couldn't make it through. It's difficult, especially when you're working full time and trying to manage everything else that's going on in life. But despite the struggles, they have been the greatest blessing in my life. Absolutely. I, um, you know, having, you know, scoliosis at a young age and, uh, you know, having the deformity that I lived with for a very long time um, until the surgery, um, I really, it wasn't great for me to have children. So I wasn't able to do that. But I have all my patients that are like my children and I've been blessed to have godchildren. And I have a new, two new godchildren, one two and a half and one a couple of months old, um, Sandrine and Ramson. And they are such a treasure and I love being around them. Mm -hmm. And it's certainly not the same as raising your own. Although I have a stepdaughter who I did, uh, I did raise, mm -hmm. um, who was a blessing to me beyond words. And uh, when, whenever I'm teaching, um, you know, people come up to me and they'll say, oh my gosh, you're so incredible. I can't believe what you do. And I'd love to do what you do. And I always say, you're a parent. You have the best job in the world, the most important position in the world, way beyond anything that I could do. So for those of you that are parents listening out there, you're doing a great job because you are raising human beings to be really great adults in the world and make a difference in the world for all of us. Mm -hmm. and all that's of us. That's beautifully said, Georgianne. And I just wanted to comment on something else that you said about choosing love. And I believe our purpose here on earth is to learn to choose love in every moment yes. and that we will continue to have the same experiences. And if you believe in past lives, we'll continue to have the same lifetimes until we learn to choose love in every moment. Yes. Yes. And what gets in the way of that? It's really the small mind of the ego. Right, where we were wounded as children, um, we created defenses and ways of perceiving um, to protect ourselves that still live through us and might have any, not anything to do 
with what's going on in your contemporary life, but that feeling is there. And if something in, you, in the contemporary life is touching upon that feeling that lives there where there was hurt, if we're not, if we haven't done the inner work and we're not clear um, that it's an old wound that we're reacting to, we will react instead of choosing how to act and show up to a person that might have said something where they hurt, where we feel hurt. Mm-hmm. Truly, no one can hurt us. I mean, unless someone attacks us, right? But, um, you know, I always remember my mother saying to me, and it's kind of corny, but sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And, you know, so was, so it is. And so it is when people say things that are poor judgment. But can we, can we forgive them? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree with you. It's the stories that we tell ourselves. And people can physically hurt us or do things emotionally that hurt us. But that happens once. We keep repeating the stories over and over again, and we keep hurting ourselves over and over again. That's so great for saying that. That's so great. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And if, if in our lives, if we notice our inner world reflecting a lot on hurts, memories of our childhood, things that were really paining us, um, we're just recreating those feelings again and again and again and again. That's one of the powerful things about analysis is that when you're in treatment, you bring these patterns of the inner world dialogue to the session and contemporary issue, contemporary challenge that happened that triggered that feeling to your session and we work it through and you're processing it in the repeat. But if you're not in treatment and you're just not doing any inner work, what happens is you just stay in that repeat. Like you said, Judy, over and over again, we keep on perpetuating that same hurt, Mm -hmm. hurting ourselves over and over and over by the same dialogue, which induced the feelings originally from our pre-talking experience Mm -hmm. when we were very little. Absolutely. And, you know, um, we have different approaches and different modalities, and I think they're so beautiful, even though they're different. So mine is about getting underneath the stories to the energetic of the stories. And um, not only do we keep repeating those stories, but as humans, we're like giant magnets. So we keep attracting the same situations, the same people, until we learn to clear that. Yes, yes. And, you know, those really, as uncomfortable as they are, they're really the stepping stones to awaken us to the awareness of what's going on so that we can clear it. Mm-hmm. So it's always about getting underneath the feelings, getting underneath the experience. But first, we have to recognize what the experience might be saying to us, mm-hmm. what the experience is triggering in us. Because many times we think it's happening out here and happening to us from out here. It's not. Out here is happening, but it is just triggering that something, it is triggering what lives within. It's Mm -hmm. already in there. Out here is just triggering what lives in here. Right. And I agree with you. So our outer experience is just a reflection of what we hold internally. Absolutely. 
And at the beginning of the show, um, one of the things that you recommended to listeners is to go back and listen to some of the older shows because there's so much wisdom there. And I know one of the people that we interviewed was The Gift of the Body. I think it was Jonathan Goldman and The Gift of the Body. That's exactly it. So for me, those stories, those traumas get lodged in our bodies. And that's why we have sickness and that's why we experience certain things regarding our health. So we need to listen to our bodies and we need to release those traumas so we can move forward in life. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the body will speak to us for sure. For sure. Many times we can have chronic sore throats. We can even have thyroid issues if, um, you know, perhaps we never felt like we had a voice that we couldn't mm-hmm. express ourselves. You know, it gets lodged somewhere in the body. And it's interesting, you know, when I talk with clients and I ask them to explain what does that sensation feel like in their body? I tell them not to call it pain because pain is a judgment. Describe what it feels like. So they'll often say there's a tightness in my hip and there's a pinching and I feel like I can't move forward. They're actually describing what it is. They feel like they're stuck in life and they can't move forward. So we all know there's a higher intelligence that exists within all of us. And it's really just tapping into that. Yes, that's right. And that's why Judy and I have really committed our lives to the work of awareness, you know, different modalities, but it's still awareness. So that as we become aware of what is going on inside, you know, how it is revealing itself in our, in our lives through the physical body, through the uh, different experiences that continue to come to us as patterns in the relationships over and over again that don't work. It's all an opportunity for us to take stock and see and say, wow, you know, what's really going on here? What is really going on? Not only out here, but what's going on in here? It's, it's all, you know, all of life speaks to us. God speaks to us through all of life. Mm-hmm. And you know, Georgianne, how many people actually stop to listen to that small inner voice of God or our higher selves telling us what it is that we need to do? And we have resistances of hearing mm-hmm. because we do not want to change. The small mind of the ego doesn't want to change. It really can be haughty and prideful and believe that I've got this, I'm, I've got it figured out, I can do it on my own. I don't need anybody, I can do it, I've got it, right? We all can, ex- we all can think of times when we might've experienced that in our development, right? Many years ago, mm-hmm. right? Even maybe today it's still going on. Yeah, right? and I think for some people also, it's just a fear, a fear of change, a fear of the unknown that stops them. Yes, and fear, F-E-A-R, False evidence appearing real. And that is perfectly said. Because so much of what I know, I can feel scared about and fearful about um, is really this very, there's a lot of false evidence and it's coming from within me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this is a great conversation. Judy, I love you. We'll be right back to a journey through to awareness. Um, We hope that you'll stay with us. We'll be right back. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. 
Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you a cannabis enthusiast, a cannabis professional, or interested in entering the cannabis space? I'm Johnny Tsunami, and this is Planet Faco Lolo, a less taboo view. On our show, we will discuss the cannabis world through the perspective of various cannabis professionals. Tune in every Thursday evening, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m., Talk Radio NYC, Planet Paco Lolo, a less taboo view. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to A Journey Through Into Awareness. You know, I just want to mention, I think it's important, Judy, uh, maybe for us to mention that when we do our, our, our inner work, that, and, we, and we look at these different parts of ourselves, because we all are both light and dark. We're all light and dark. Both, both exist within us. As we become more awake and aware, we have more of a choice if we want to show up in the world and really live our life out of light, or if we really want to live our lives out of darkness. Usually dark, when we live out of darkness, it's really not a choice. It's more a reaction to inner feelings uh, triggered by outer expressions. But um, we have to be careful because we really are all the same in many ways. We're all very loving, really depthfully connected to God, and um, all can be very mean to ourselves and judge ourselves. So we need to be careful as we do this inner work and pray that, um, you know, we're just human and that it's not about self-criticism. You know, there was a time when I didn't need anyone to criticize myself. 
I could sit in the room in a room all by myself and come out beat up in black and blue. You know, I don't mean physically, <laughs> but you know, really do a number on myself. Um, and I think that we all have the. Uh, uh, I think we all can do that to ourselves from time to time. Mm -hmm. And you know, Georgianne, you know, you're talking about the darkness and the light, and I truly believe that that contrast creates the clarity in our lives. It creates the clarity of what we stand for, what we want to stand for, what we want to become, what we represent. So I think that contrast is so important. And, you know, we were talking about how the reunion is beautiful. The reunion with the creator is beautiful. And I believe the way to get there is to love and accept who we are exactly as we are. Yes. And I believe that's the way home. Yes, I love that. And I think that's challenging for all of us because we're not, and it's not, and, and we, and that's our, that's, that's what we move towards, right? That's why we do our inner work. We have this hunger, this thirst. Um, and um, yes, absolutely. Um, I love that. I love that, Judy. I love that very much. So Georgianne, I know you said you mentioned it in a previous show, but you also told me that, you know, you weren't born Catholic, but what brought you to the Lord? Yeah. No, I wasn't brought up Catholic. Someone gave my parents, I must have gotten it from my parents, a small little keychain, plastic keychain. And in it was a picture of, of like the old fashioned painting of Jesus kneeling in the Garden of Gethsemane. And I remember being very little and loving it and being in bed and kissing it and kissing it and kissing it. And, um, but we never went to church. I was baptized and we never went to church. So I just was drawn to this picture and I would always say the Lord's Prayer at night. My mother would say it with me. And then I was always a seeker. I put myself in analysis at 16. I felt like there was another way of viewing life than I was viewing life. And um, I put myself in analysis, as I said. Uh, interestingly enough, just paths just opened up where I was able to um, go for free. Because um, I've been on my own since I was 16 years old. And I don't every, I just say that, and it's just so crazy. And but even anyway, talk about the intervention of God. And I was studying Buddhism, Hinduism, and you know, chanting with Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, Namyo Rangyo, Namyo Rangyo, and um, didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so I was going to. Then I started going to different Christian churches, and a friend of mine said, "Why don't you go into the Catholic Church?" And I said, "I'm not going to go there." I, she said, just shut up and go. So I walked in and two men came up to me and said, would you like to bring up the gifts? I didn't know what that meant. And I said, I love to give gifts. So they rapped. Who do I bring them to? Where? And they looked at me and they said, just sit down. <laughs> just sit down. We'll call you. So I sat down and they gave me the ciborium at the time. The gifts were brought up. The ciborium, which is the container that the blessed Eucharist is held, the body of Christ, the hosts. And we believe it's the true body. I do. And as I was walking towards the altar with it, towards the priest, my whole chest opened up. It was a, it was an unbelievable feeling. It felt unbelievable and hurt at the same time. My whole chest opened up. My head went back and everything I had done in my life came flooding forward. Everything I was blamed with, the shame I was brought up with, 
but it was wrapped in so much love. I had never felt such love ever. Mm -hmm. And I left and I called the church the next day and I said, I'd like to join. I have one question. If you don't know Jesus, are you still saved? And I remember Veronica, Sister Veronica, she said, absolutely. I said, that's it. Where do I sign? I like Sister Veronica. <laughs> absolutely. And I joined, I joined the church. I went through 11 months, RCIA, made my confirmation, communion um, on the altar, uh, was anointed. And then I went into pastoral formation, started studying theology, pastoral formation, which was three years. I was at the seminary. Um, then I went into the spiritual direction program and onward, which was another four years. Um, and then, of course, my, my doctoral work with the um, analytical work, which I do. So, um, yeah, that's how that came to be. Yeah, mm. I think you and I have similar experiences, right? How about so, you? So I was raised Catholic. And, uh, you know, for, for many years when I was a child, I was uh, taken care of and raised by nuns. So I definitely have that Catholic upbringing. My husband is Jewish, so I do believe in my heart that there are multiple ways, yes. um, multiple ways home. Yes. But I know as a child that I always prayed because I had these unusual fears. I always prayed and I knew that there was a creator. There was a power over all of us that's always watching, protecting us, always present. So I've always known that my entire life. And as you said, you know, more recently, I've had the opportunity to experience that incredible love of the universe multiple times. And I do believe that once you realize how much you were loved by the creator, we will never doubt ourselves again, George Ann. Yes. We could never doubt ourselves again. Yes, yes, yes. We don't walk alone. It is very, very powerful. We don't walk alone. And I think that's one of the reasons why we both do the show is to share with people because there are so many people out there who are hurting, who feel alone, who feel abandoned, but that's not the truth. No, no. And that's exactly why we created this show. And my prayer, because I would do physical retreats um, where people would gather and I would uh, you know, introduce retreats on the psychological commentaries of the gospel, which is my passion. And um, then with COVID, um, of course, that wasn't available. So um, I felt in my prayer time that God wanted me to reach more people. Um, and um, I created the show out of that and then had the blessing of meeting Judy, who wrote a great book called Perfect. And we became great friends. Yes. And there's the book in the background. It's a great book. Definitely worth reading. Um, you can get it on Amazon. And, um, you know, for those of us, uh, for those of you that might want to, uh, we'd love to actually hear from you. If you have questions, if you want to, we'd love to know what you think of the show. Um, any positive, any negative, any neutral comments. We'd love to hear. So I'm going to give you my phone number and I'd be more than happy if you'd like to leave a message at 631-896-1613. And my website is drgdau.com, drgdau.com. 
And 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 you, you can reach out to me as well. My um my website is Judy with an I, J-U-D-I Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R.net. And you can reach me at Judy at JudyMiller.net. And I'll be happy to address any questions that you have. Absolutely. And would always, you know, even a phone call, you know, anything you might want to ask us to say, or, you know, um, because again, you know, we are trying to open up a space of speaking about topics that aren't necessarily spoken about in the world. Um, and we're hoping that it makes a difference in your life, that it adds, um, it adds something to your life. That's our hope. And Georgianne, you know, you mentioned in the beginning, you know, when we do these shows, our hope is to touch people's lives, to help make a difference. Um, but we never get feedback. It's very difficult to get feedback when we're just speaking. Yes. Um, and you said sometimes that butterfly effect. My goal is to just touch one heart and make a difference in one person's life. Beautiful. And you do that. You do that in your work. God has given us work that we do that. And what a blessing. And that's why I felt I was hearing to just, you know, branch out so more people can, you know, can be touched. And, you know, any gifts that um, I have, you know, I don't take credit for. I just can only know that I said yes and thank you um, because um, all gifts, um, they're all gifts. Mm. You know, we all come into this world with gifts and the gifts are meant to be used to share with one another. And you know, when you feel that universal love from our creator, um, you automatically want to share that love with others. You feel it with others. That's why at the end of the show, you know, I always say, you know, not always, but I often say, you know, I love you, God bless. And that's really true because I really feel um, that we're all connected and I don't mm -hmm. feel any different from you. And I don't think you're any different from me. doesn't matter what your nationality is, what religion, what color, what nothing. Mm, absolutely. And Georgianne, since we're talking about gifts and we're talking about the creator, when we gave our websites earlier, um, so again, mine is Judy with an I, Miller.net. I have a free ebook um, for all yes. of you, and it's called Awaken the Creator Within, <laughs> and it's totally free. So I invite you to go and, and get that um, from me to you. You go on uh, Judy's website, you can download that for free. Really nice. That's great, Judy. Thank you. So we'll be right back to a journey through with awareness. We're going to take a quick break. Thanks. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? 
Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. back <laughs> oh it's good to laugh right you know absolutely so, yeah it's fun to laugh we laugh a lot together it's good we do so um yeah and georgianne since we're talking about laughing um i think it's so important that we do something every day that brings us joy so many people that i talk to feel life is a burden, feel like they're struggling. Some of the things that we talked about earlier on the show, it's so important to find things. It doesn't have to take a long time. It doesn't have to be so intricate, but every day find something that brings you joy. Yes. And um, I was brought up in a family where, um, and again, I love my parents very much. It's not about making anyone wrong or criticizing. It's about recognizing how you felt, how we felt in the middle of what was going on. You know, my parents, um, everything was a big deal to them. You know, you spill a glass of milk, it's like the house burned down. So, um, you know, there was laughter and joy, but there was a lot of intense, you know, criticism as well, you know. How about you, Judy? Did you have that growing up? You know, and I think that's so important. You bring up a really good point because one of the things that I see oftentimes is people link things to what happened in their childhood. So for example, um, somebody was, you know, as a child, you were drawing this beautiful picture of your family. You were there, your mom was there, your father was there, you were holding hands and it was just a beautiful scene of a family. And then your mother came in and she started screaming at you because you actually drew it on your wall. Right. So what we do is we link that feeling to love. Good. Wow. Good. Yes. So that's why it's so important to get to the root of the cause. Why do we hold back in love? Are we afraid of being scolded again for doing something wrong? And it's like what you said, Georgia, and we have to get underneath those stories to take apart those stories so we can truly move forward and love completely. That's great, Judy. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. The um... George Ann's got her deep thought face. Yes, on. I know. Sorry. A child, <laughs> see, a child doesn't have the cognition to think, oh, mommy didn't mean it. She was just in a, you know, she was just, you know, in a bad mood, um, you know. Um, 
we don't have the cognition. So what we do is we blame ourselves. We make ourselves wrong. And we believe that it was us, that mommy had a right to be mad at us. That's what right. you do with it. A child will never blame mommy and daddy as a child. Mm -hmm. They will always blame themselves first because mommy and daddy are our survival. But we know we're no longer children. So we need to step forward in that awareness. Yes, that's and right. Step into our greatness. That's it. We need to grow up and recognize that we're not children anymore, that we do not have to be victimized from that which lives within. And that's why when we can really do the work, the inner work and the inner awareness, bring it forth and look at the feelings that live within and where they came to and what happened so that it can be swept away mm -hmm. so that you can really live out of the truth of where you are now and who you are instead of who you were. And very few of us really want to grow up and mature. Mm -hmm. You know, Georgian, one of the things that I do to help people, because oftentimes they aren't aware, is they to are? kind of, oftentimes they're not aware of what they're triggers They're not aware, them. right. Yeah, I didn't hear you. Yes, that's right. So oftentimes what I have people do is to write down eight or 10, um, some very memorable experiences in their lives. They could be either good or bad, but oftentimes people will pick the negative things that are impacting them. And as they look at those events, what was their feeling and what was their emotion? That's so great. in the example that we were giving before about being scolded by mommy and daddy, as you look at those different examples, is there a common thread? Yes, that's because great. Because as you were saying, we repeat our stories over and over and over again. Yes, we do. And by writing out these examples, we can see what those threads are because we already know. Our higher yes. knowing already knows. Yes. Yes, we do. It's all in there. It's in, a, it's in our subconscious, our unconscious. That's right. Yes. And you do a lot of ancestry work, which is powerful, because there's a thread from one generation to the next. So like I said, my parents were brought up like orphans in many ways. So of course, their perception would be such that they would bring up their children sort of like the same with the same affect and perception, um, even though I wasn't an orphan, just like those that came from the depression area era, they would have uh, an attitude towards money um, as someone brought up in the depression era. Even if they have money, they would still have that feeling about money um, many times. So, and, and yeah, so we, pa we pass it on. So, you know, if a, if, if, if a child makes a picture, even if it's not on the wall and hands it to mother, and if mother did that as a child and she hasn't done the work and she her parents didn't embrace that picture, she could look at the picture now from her daughter and say, what is that? I don't recognize anything in there that looks like scribbled to me. See, that would really hurt the child. Mm -hmm. And the child would not, doesn't have the cognition to think, wow, you know, mommy must have gotten that when she was a little girl. We don't have that ability. All we do is we take in the feeling like a sponge and we now tell ourselves that it was terrible and that I shouldn't draw. 
And Georgianne, you know, science even takes it a step further that we could actually genetically inherit those traumas. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, I, you know, just something I've noticed because of it's terrible what our Hebrew brothers and sisters went through in the Holocaust. I, I, I just can't even, it takes my breath away, just awful. My experience has been so many of them have a very, very deep fear of getting vaccinated because their ancestors were used as experiments, um, you know, during by Hitler and his people. Um, terrible. Mm -hmm. Terrible. Absolutely. And they really have a fear. And, you know, many times when I speak to them, you know, we look at that, that could that be a possibility? Why they're really fearful of getting vaccinated. Just mm -hmm. a thought. Yeah, absolutely. And Georgianne, you know, our time together always goes by so quickly. So quick. Is there a message that you would want listeners to hear? Oh my goodness, there's so much. I think what I'd like all of you to take away with you, um, you know, until we meet again, is that you are loved to be born is to be chosen. Gratitude is one of the most important gifts you could ever bring into your life and live from, no matter how difficult things are, things could always be worse. And that you have the opportunity to choose who you want to be, how you want to live by doing inner work and by praying. Mm. I think mm. that, that might be it. What about you, Judy? And that's beautiful because you didn't know I was going to ask you that question. So that was from your heart. <laughs> and uh, I guess for me, I haven't really thought about it either, but uh, just to let listeners know that they are love, they are light. They are embraced by the divine. And what Georgianne said, every day, find moments to be grateful for, find moments to love, find moments to have joy. And we hope that whatever we say on the show, something touches your heart. Amen. We want to thank all of you so much for joining us. Again, our prayers are for you, with you, that your life gets better and better that you grow larger in the truth of who you are. Mm -hmm. And we really love you. And Judy, I love you so much. You know that. I so love you too. So let's end in a brief prayer, if we may. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. Dear God, creator, we thank you for our time together in prayer. We thank you for all the listeners. We pray that you touch us all that you bring us together in collective consciousness of goodness and greatness, knowing that we are never separate from you, that you live in us and pray through us and live through us, and that we answer the call and we pray for a higher level of consciousness. We pray for all those in Afghanistan. We pray for all those in Haiti, all those in Louisiana, all those at the effect of all the different tragedies that are happening all over the world. We pray that there be an elevation of consciousness into the light, that the light will extinguish the darkness, 
and that we can all find a way to live in love and peace. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Thank you. Good night. God bless. Good night. Judy, I love you. We'll talk soon. Okay, good night, everyone. <laughs> good night. run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc.